Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to part three of our seven resorts in seven day series. Today, we're talking about the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Coming up next, from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 780 for the week of February 18th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited help you to understand all your options when booking one of Disney's all-inclusive vacation packages. Just visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends Craig Williams, Jenny Lynn Knopp, Kathy Whirling, Corey Martin, our producer, Dustin West, back in the nook, and joining us on Skype. What is it with you in the look? I don't know. Um, joining us on Skype, our good friend, Will Perry, in Indianapolis. So, uh, yeah, Grand Floridian. This was an interesting day for me because I got, uh, I got a phone call uh, early, early in the morning from Best Friends Pet Care, which is where I had put my dog, Abby. Uh, while we were doing this, it was just going to be too much having her here and you know running back and forth. So I figured it'd give me an opportunity to check out Best Friends Pet Care. Uh, and they called me to tell me that she apparently had worms. And I had to get her to the vet. And, you know, fortunately, I live here so I can use my vet. because so I understand their vet is very expensive mm-hmm. if you have to go to their vet. So uh, this ended up kind of being an all day thing. Uh, for me, and uh, since uh, I didn't have my car, I, I rode with Dustin. Um, he was carting me back and forth. <laughs> so uh, neither one of us were actually. I, I, I was there long enough to check in. And this is uh, one thing I want to I want to mention about the check in process. At the, well, you know what? Let's do, do a little background, and then we'll get to that. But um, some details about the resort opened June twenty eighth, nineteen eighty eight. Inspired in part by the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego, California. And uh, the Hotel Del is gorgeous if you've never seen it. It's absolutely breathtaking. So you take a look. For those of you watching on video, we have this picture of the Hotel Del. Looks exactly like the uh, the Grand, mm-hmm. except it's considerably older um, and uh, very famous. Uh, um Tony Curtis, the movie with Tony Curtis and Dreg. Uh, Some Like It Hot? Some Like yeah. It Hot. Part of it was filmed there. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, a number of uh, movies have been filmed there. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous hotel. Um, and very haunted. <laughs> very haunted. Um, 842 rooms make up the Grand, making it one of the larger deluxe resorts on property, uh, with about, uh, four, about, about 400 square feet uh, for those rooms. There are also 25 suites, and the, some of those suites at this resort are amazing. And there are also 147 villas and studios as part of the Disney Vacation Club. Unfortunately, I was not able to get us one of the uh, Vacation Club rooms for this uh, uh, for this, tr- this trip, this coverage. Uh, I tried very hard to get something o- over there and couldn't. And uh, the other thing that shocked me, one of the ones we wanted to do this time, 
that I couldn't because I could not get a room. Saratoga Springs. I could not get. Wow. And everybody says that. Yeah. Every, I was like, really? That's and always I tried, available. I tried for a while. Like every day, I would check back. I couldn't get anything in Saratoga. Huh. Don't know why. Beginning of January. Hmm. The word's out. Maybe it was the marathon. I think it had to do with oh, the marathon yeah. because the marathon was going on the weekend that we were there. And it seems like DVC members like really love the marathon. Um, and so the DVC resorts in particular were just nuts during, uh, during that weekend. So that could have been why. But, you know, we tried to do Saratoga Springs, but I couldn't get a room. <laughs> so... Um, but uh, so the villas at, at uh, Grand Floridian have 140. There are 147 villas and studios, and from what I understand, they are absolutely stunning. Oh, they're they are and, they're magnificent. And yeah. uh, so, uh, let's before we get into the rest of it, let's go ahead. We have a little package put together, a little video package put together, overview of the resort. So let's go ahead and take a look at that now. All right. So let me, um, like I said, I, I, I checked in at the Grand Floridian. I've been talking in the last few about some of the inconsistencies with the check-in process and concierge. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. We were not staying concierge at the Grand Floridian. Yet, I was met out front. I was met out front. And this is standard procedure when you stay at the Grand. Someone greets you out front, walks you over to check-in, introduces you to the check-in person, and, you know, very nice greeting. The service at Grand Floridian, hands down, the best of any Disney resort. Always has been. Always Which is has what been. you would expect. It's their flagship resort. It's the resort. flagship mm-hmm. resort. And it has, I have found that where service in other areas of Walt Disney World have declined or gotten spotty, the Grand has always maintained its service level. So I, I can say, without doubt, you know, in my opinion, in my opinion, service at the Grand is the best you're going to find. Um, you can see it in the cast members. There's an element of pride that these cast members have for their resort that the others don't quite have. Not that the other cast members aren't proud, but there is, it's overall, like, Grand, it's... It's grand. They, it's grand. It is. They, they just greet you like, this is a great place, and I work here. And, you know, they just are so excited to share with you their place. Can I ask you guys a question? Um, did you guys encounter, at least with, like, the check-in staff or with some of the hotel staff, did you see a lot of college program? Or do they not have as many college program, being that it is their flagship resort? I know you guys might not know this right off the top of your head, but if you had a, a feeling or a vibe. I wasn't there that day either because I was doing the 5K. Mm-hmm. But typically when I go over, you don't see college program kids there. I think you, you mainly, like, I... I I mean, they, they don't have badges. It's a, it's a college program. But, I mean, I think that um, in the pool area, play the oh, lifeguards, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's where um, you'd probably see them there. But, I mean, as far I'd see overall, like, pretty much Disney veterans. Yeah. I mean, well, it was a, in the normal places. So outside the hostess areas at restaurants and at the quick service areas, you saw college program, the same place you would expect. I mean, college program kids aren't even going to pull the front desk positions unless they're lucky in the daytime. They're going to get that overnight shift when 
people are coming in from the airport really late. So based on the time we were there, you can't really judge. You guys, you understand the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, it's... It's on a different level. Yeah, it's on a different level of service. Uh, This is one of the resorts that, you know, a lot of people ask about, you know, rooms that can sleep five. Uh, This is one of the resorts that can sleep five, Mm -hmm. uh, two queen beds and a day bed. So you can put five people at the Grand Floridian. Talk to me, uh, guys, about the room that you had. Um, One thing I I love about the room, I mean, the Grand is um, elegant regardless. So you expect that when you go into the room. But it was simple elegance. It wasn't, you know, just by certain things being glossy and, like, just the color patterns and the detail in the wallpaper. It was... It was elegant, but it didn't hit you upside the head with it. Well, and it's a step up from what it used to be. Uh, the last time I stayed there, I think I called it kind of like staying at Grandma's room. Uh, <laughs> it was very, very old. But yeah. this does have – I much prefer this. It has a n- nice, elegant flair to it. Uh, I took a nap on the, the day bed because this was the day I had food poisoning, and it was a wonderful day bed. Yes, I made him work with food life. poisoning. <laughs> I didn't know he had food poisoning. You got to get the job done. (laughs) I I was going to say, when we're talking about uh, the rooms, the Grand Floridian has more room categories than any of the other resorts. Oh, it's ridiculous. 27 room categories. So (laughs) I think they can accommodate any size party that you have. Well, a lot of them, too, are suites um, in terms of... And I'm including the villas when I say that. Right. Now, you you, you have the tower rooms... Which is there's uh, in, in the actual main building, you have rooms in the tower, which run more expensive than rooms that are in some of the outlying buildings. You also have concierge in the tower versus concierge in um, what is it, Sugarloaf? Which Sugar, yeah. yeah, Sugarloaf. They call um, them the outer lodge I, club rooms. And while I, we didn't stay concierge on this day, um, I had been uh, last May. I stayed concierge over at the Grand Floridian. And blown away doesn't begin to describe it. One of the best concierge experiences I've had anywhere, Disney or anywhere. Um, you know, we, we you know we were talking about staying concierge at Wilderness Lodge and it not being worth it. This is one of the places, just in terms of this level of service that they provide, um, was was stunning. Uh, also, uh, your your mealtime uh, snacks and appetizers, a step up. Um, I remember each night, the chef that prepared everything that was out was coming around asking everybody how it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, that like, was a really nice touch. Yeah. That was a really nice touch. Um, and this wasn't just like some line cook, you know. That's no, no, that, this you, was a chef. This was a chef. Yeah. And so... You know, those types of details, yes, you're going to pay a lot more to be at the Grand, no question. You're going to pay more. But if these things are important, if these little touches and those little details are important, it's well worth it. It's well worth it. Of course, there's also its proximity to mm-hmm. the Magic Kingdom. It's mm-hmm. one monorail stop away. Um, and a boat. And a boat. A boat that goes to the Polynesian first. Okay, but there's still a boat. There is, but I think that's a pretty important <laughs> thing to know that you can't get that direct boat straight over there. You have to go to the Polynesian, and then you can get there. Whereas the monorail, you're literally it's next, next stop. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, get on the monorail every single time. Don't waste your time on the boat unless you want that pretty view. 
Um, Will, how did you uh, how did you feel about the Grand? I, I was one, you know, a little concerned. You at the Grand? That's not your <laughs> that's not your speed. He's wearing his wilderness lodge plaid right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Will's yeah, a country uh, boy. You, you guys didn't think I would like the Grand, and uh, I actually liked it a lot. It's very classy, has a very rich feeling to it. I think it's probably got one of the best lobbies in the business. Um, it's impressive, you know. And like Corey said, the little details that. You know, they're all through that resort down to the wallpaper. I mean, I had to get in up close to the wallpaper. And, uh, you know, so noticing things like that makes you appreciate it. The landscaping is gorgeous. Some great pools, um, some great pool bars. You know, Misner's Lounge was really nice. They had a band Love playing business. up there. Um, and again, I go back to that lobby. It's very impressive. So well, I enjoyed it. Again, you know, as I mentioned uh, on the Wilderness Lodge segment, uh, the lobby is your first impression of a hotel. And, you know, it's very important. I think most, hotel, most hotels will tell you that, you know, that impression you have when you walk into the lobby is going to set the tone for the rest of your stay. Uh, if you walk into a disheveled lobby, an ugly lobby, um, it just immediately casts a certain tone over the entire resort. And there's a wow factor walking into the Grand Floridian that is hard to beat. Well, I would say that's almost a drawback for me because when the difference being when you walk into the Wilderness Lodge, you have a wow factor for sure. And it feels very welcoming and homey. Depending on who you are, the wow factor of the Grand Floridian can actually be intimidating and mm-hmm. you feel like, exactly. I don't belong here. I, 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 I'm glad you mentioned that because that has always been one of my big problems with the Grand. And you know what? It's not because the staff is stuck up no. right. or throwing attitude or anything like that or the other guests or anything. It's all my insecurity. It's all okay? about mm-hmm. its elegance. It's, and- I am just not classy enough to be here. <laughs> right. well, it's yeah. even like going back to I know Dustin and I laugh about it a lot, like the house meets the mouse with full house. This <laughs> yeah. is the one you saw throughout the 90s being in all these promotional materials. Anytime anyone from ABC television you ever know, came to Disney World, they stayed at the Grand Floridian. So that was what you saw growing up. So all of a sudden, I'm not on the same level as Danny Tanner where Bob Saget was. Of course, they were a oh, middle-class family with a party of like 13. I don't know how they afforded Grand Floridian. Well, I mean, you, you just think about it. You walk in and there's a grand piano there mm-hmm. with somebody playing, you know, um, elegant melodies with children dancing around in princess dresses and then they've got the whole orchestra up on a balcony the shopping all around the lobby it's some of the best shopping of any of the resorts yes exactly but it still can be you know all of the victorian touches to it it's just it looks very classy and you almost feel like you should be walking around with white gloves on but you know it's funny because you know taking photos at all these uh these resorts you know you walk into a, a gift shop and you take photos and Nobody really cares. You walk into these, and you're like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm sorry, I'm just taking a photo. You know, it, it's, it's, a different, um, it's a different mindset there. But it also, like for me, the, it, I guess it d- depends on what mindset you're in. If I was going on a date with Julie and we showed up, it, it, it'd be wonderful. But, sh- you know, going with the kids, it's not a place that we would right. take our kids. It depends on who you are. Right, right. I went one time to Victoria and Albert's and, you know, wore a dress and high heels and the whole bit and came out and the orchestra was playing It's a Wonderful Life, a Wonderful World, you know, the Louis Armstrong one. And I'm like, wow, can it get any better than that? Because you walk down to the front door and, you know, they greeted you and it's like, 
Now that's elegance. I don't usually need that in my daily life, but like Corey said, if you're going someplace over there and you're doing the whole fancy thing, they got it down. You know, I, I kind of approach it the same way you would maybe on Disney Cruise Line or other cruise lines that have formal night. You know, you, you can feel out of place when everybody else is wearing a suit or a tux or a dress, um, especially a dress for me. But um, <laughs> it's, you know, you can also be casual because it is Disney. And you don't, but again, like you said, it, it all comes from within. It's mm-hmm. all, it's, this is all, yeah, this is all internal. There's not an ounce of attitude coming off of, you know, the the staff or, you know, for but by contrast, when I was in London in September and staying at a hotel called the Rosewood, um, very, very nice hotel that uh, really is trying to up its game. They invested like $100 million in renovating this wow. property. I mean, it's incredible. It's gorgeous. Yeah. But I never felt so uncomfortable in a hotel in my life. Mm. Dustin said something a second ago about it doesn't matter how you dress. And I just wanted to argue that that depends on where you are. Because the majority of the dining options at the Grand Floridian have a degree of a dress code. Not, not, no, the only – no, that's not true. The only uh, uh, re- restaurant dining venue at the Grand that has a dress code is Victorian Alberts. Jacket for gentlemen. Uh, if you well no, but if you go online, they do have now. Granted, I'm not saying you have to go in a dress in every single one, but there are no. You can that, you can wear jeans, you can wear t-shirts, you can't wear like um, uh, halter top. You can't. No, you can't, wear, can't wear. You can't wear tank tops. Tank tops. Can't yeah, wear tank tops. Tank tops or ripped but or hats. That's or, but that's a that's lot of restaurants on property are like that. Um, but you know, I've walked in there in jeans, a t-shirt, and sneakers into Citrico's and. Been yes. fine. That's what okay. I wore a T-shirt um, to Citrico's. So it's not, um, you know, there there's a there are things you can't wear, but it's not a dress code. Dress code says you have to be dressed this way. Oh. Victorian okay. Alberts semantics. has a well, it's an important semantic. Yes, because people hear dress code and they think, okay, well, I have to put on slacks, I have to put on a nice shirt. No, not like that. Um, yeah. It's not, you know, it's there's a standard. They don't want hats. They don't want cutoffs and halter tops they don't want you going and looking like you're off the street right um but a lot of the resorts a lot of the restaurants have that but it's very relaxed you can go in in shorts just not flip-flops um things like that so but you know for me i always i always say that if i'm comfortable walking through the lobby in a bathing suit it's okay for me to be there i'm not comfortable walking through the lobby of the grand floridian in a bathing suit even though, again, this is all internal. This is for me. Um, and I, I think a lot of people feel that way. And I think this is one of the challenges that resort, that resort has, is that there are people who just kind of dismiss it based on the elegance factor, based on the price factor, too. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, an intimidating price. Mm-hmm. Not hard to spend $500 a night for a standard garden view <sighs> room at, at the Grand Floridian. Um, <laughs> let's move on and talk a little bit about... Uh, Dining. I mentioned Victorian Alberts. That is their five star. Uh, it is the best restaurant on Disney property. One of the best restaurants in the United States. Um, conti- uh, consistently ra- ranked that way by a number of different organizations. Um, but again, jacket and tie for gentlemen, um, ladies, smart pantsuit, dress. You're, you're dressing up for this one. Uh, there, you're not going to be let in with jeans, sneakers. T-shirts, things like that. You gotta, you gotta put some effort in. Um, Citrico's, which is right next to V&A's, um, arguably for me one of the best restaurants on property. Mm-hmm. Very consistent. Mm-hmm. Eaten there dozens of times, and 
can't remember having, well, I can remember one Valentine's Day having a bad uh, experience. And they couldn't cook my steak right. I had to send it back three times and finally walked oh, out. Um, but outside of that, never had a problem there. It has been, it's consistently one of the best restaurants on property. Oh, we had dinner there that night. And I have to say that our dinner, um, I know mine, it was it was wonderful. I mean, it, in contrast to Artist Point that we had the night before, it was, it was almost night and day. From my experience, maybe because we were eating earlier or it didn't take three hours, my food came out. Service is great. always it, it, it great. Was, yeah. Um, you also insisted on doing the princess brunch. Um, <laughs> Corey did wear, did go to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and get done up as a princess yeah. for that. That, that video is on YouTube already. No. <laughs> what did you? What did you? Th- the Princess Brunch was moved over to the uh, to Citrico's uh, because uh, Cinderella okay. Royal Table was down for rehab, mm-hmm. and uh, by the time this goes out, it's no longer there. But what did you think of it? It was different. I mean, it was you know four adults eating brunch at one thirty. Um, well, I don't even think this is to talk about the food. The character interaction that we had with the princesses, uh, three of them were outstanding. Um, anorexic Belle, not so much. Um, she was kind of awkward as she approached our table, but I think this is some of the best. She was nauseated by the side of food. Probably. Uh, she stayed far away. Some of the best character interaction we had. I mean, JL was going toe-to-toe with them at the point that I think the rest of us were uncomfortable. Just what do you like, get what do you mean? Stop talking to them. Just let them move on to the kids. I was having Stop. a good time. I mean, her and her freaking selfies. Come on. <laughs> okay. No, I agree. Moving I, on. I agree with the character interaction for sure. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a brunch person, but you know, I had steak and eggs. I had to send my steak back. Um, but I thought the character interaction was was great. Uh, there's also uh, Narcusi's, which is one of Kevin's favorite restaurants. I haven't eaten there in a very long time, so I really can't. And I've only eaten there once, so I really can't say a lot about about Narcusi's. Anybody have any opinions on Narcusi's? When I went, I thought it was good. I walked in there in the middle of the day whenever no one was around, and I probably wasn't allowed to be in there. And it just it felt like... A restaurant from like the mid 1990s that just hadn't been updated. I've heard the best things about the food there. The food is great. Right? In mm-hmm. terms of the atmosphere inside, it kind of caught me off guard that this was such a an elite restaurant on Disney. Property. But it's got one of the best like locations. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 just looking say. out the windows. I that's a, sat there. That's a heck of a yeah. place to watch the fireworks. And you from. know when the fireworks are starting because the entire restaurant empties out and everybody yep. goes in the balcony. Yeah, there's a, a porch out in front of. Uh, Narcusis, where you can watch the fireworks. 1900 Park Fair uh, is a character a character buffet, a very popular, very busy. Um, it's been a while since I've eaten there, but I've eaten there a few times. I was never overly impressed with the food. The character interaction was outstanding, though, every time I've, I've been there. It's my favorite. Um, they have Mary Poppins, and Kylie goes crazy for that. Then we get to what I consider to be the worst restaurant on Disney property, the Grand Floridian Cafe. Oh, really? Horrible. Horrible. You want to talk about grandma's, you know, <laughs> I mean, the, the decor in there is like, Ooh, well, it's not even from the like. decor. <laughs> the, they, they, they can't cook. They used to be, back in the day, it used to be one of my favorite places to go. You could always get in. Food was good. Service was good. It was a great location. Uh, but I'm going to say for the past 10 years, uh, any, and, and I go back to these places 
just to see if, you know, I just had a bad day or, you know, if there's something. This is consistently bad. This is consistently bad. I don't think Kevin's ever given it a good review. Um, And on this, he and I, we don't always agree. His review of things and mine don't always match. But on this one, I'm with him 100%. Grand Floridian Cafe. Did anybody eat there? Well, that day? Not no. that day, but no. I've eaten there. I mean, we ate there for the fam, didn't we? Were, were you with my. Okay, I was with a group that ate there for yeah. the fam, and I actually yeah, had a really it was good fairly experience. recently. I mean, it was okay. Well, I haven't eaten there in a while, so. Well, they just had a, a really cool vegan option that worked out for me, and I Steak. thought it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, That's the home, the place that they have the burger with the lobster on top that I thought was. Sounded weird. But it actually tasted pretty good. To me, it sounds more like uh, along the lines of like the captain's grill over at the yacht club. You know, oh. it's just kind of that that lobby, more casual restaurant. It's not yeah. the dining experience. It's yeah. just anybody can get in, and it's an easy reservation to get. And so we're not really mm-hmm. gonna. I mean, again, I've never eaten there, so I can't comment on the food. But this is what it, you're making it sound <laughs> like. Um, then uh, you've got the Garden View Lounge, uh, Misner's Lounge, uh, as far as the bars are concerned. I, I, you know, to tell you the truth, I think Grand Floridian really comes uh, comes alive at night. It, there's a lot there's there's a lot of options you can do. I mean, the Citrico's uh, bar they have there, and then Misner's is always pretty much happening, um, especially with the the band playing out yeah. there overlooking the the whole atrium. It, so it's a it's a good vibe. And and during the day, the the pool bar, um, uh, the Beaches Pool Bar and Grill has some of the the best craft beer on property. Really. The best. He just, yeah, he just perked up. <laughs> I mean, you, you'd be amazed at the selection they have Man. there for a pool bar. It's, it's okay. a destination. Of all the days we weren't there. <laughs> hey, is that at the? Is that at the? Is that new? Because uh, uh, they redid the pool. Is that a new bar or is that the one that? I don't think so. No, it's not a new bar, but I, the. Uh, God, the craft beer. They were very yeah. quick to update their craft beer. So a lot of uh, cigar cities there, among cool. other things, they they just really took the time to actually update it, along with the one in Epcot where they actually serve craft beer now. Yeah. So it's it's catching on everywhere. But that's that's solidly one of the first. Okay. Um, Gasparilla Island Grill. That's their basically their food court, um, their quick service, and I've always found this to be very good. Again. Mm-hmm. You know, credit to Disney for how far they have come with their counter service. I don't think there is a theme park in Orlando and possibly in the country that can hold a candle to Disney with counter service food. Um, I mean, no. they really have have upped their game significantly. Yeah, and, you know, I hear people complain about it, but and sometimes I have, too. But then I go to another theme park like Universal or SeaWorld. Um, or even Disneyland out in California, and boy, oh boy, it just ain't good. The, the good thing with Disney is, is I, I know that if I go to a quick service location, there's a few things that no matter what mood I'm in, or no matter what I'm looking for, I'm always going to get something that's consistent. Like if I'm going to get a hamburger at a fast food place on all of Disney property, I know what to expect, and it is very consistent. Chicken nuggets, pizza, all that stuff. It may not be the highest quality hamburger I've ever had in my life, but at least it's consistent and I know what I'm expected, there's, uh, expecting. There's a major problem with uh, Gasparilla and that is the arcade that's attached to it that is in the broom closet. <laughs> it is the saddest, saddest thing. It's like, why well, even waste space? It's, 
I don't, um, I don't think I ever the more it, it, it does seem generally this is this isn't true across the board but it does seem to me that generally speaking the more expensive the resort the smaller the arcade yeah um it, it just kind of it's weird um but Did I think I? contemporary contemporary bucks that and so do yeah. yacht and beach because they both contemporary has a very large arcade and the yacht and beach has uh, have a large arcade but then mm-hmm. you know you go to the all-stars and those arcades are like massive. Well, they're looking at their audience. They're looking at who's yeah there. But then you know, kids go to kids stay at the Grand Floridian too. You know, I guess it's also more ex- acceptable to have arcades dinging and zipping and zinging in the lobby than it is um, at at All Stars than it is at Grand Floridian. The games at one point used to be in the food court. It was Gasparilla Grilling Games. Oh, right? really? Yeah. So you said the games used to be in the whole seating area, and they kind of changed the name, and they moved it into the broom closet. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on the pool? Um, the pool services at the I, Grand. The uh, the pool that is for kids that has the Alice in Wonderland water feature is probably one of. I think the best themed pool areas right up there with what I said about uh, Wilderness Lodge a couple days back. Uh, seeing the Mad Hatter's hat tip over with mm-hmm. all the water dumping on kids, whatever. But it's just, it looks like a fun area, something that I might have enjoyed whenever I was a kid. Definitely. If I liked water, I don't remember. Yeah, was it- definitely. I mean, the the um, oddly enough, the Grand Floridian doesn't have a kids club as some of the other resorts do. They used to have the Mickey Mouse Club, which was a, their kids' club there. It's no longer there anymore. But there are some things for the kids, and this water play area is one of the main ones. It is, I agree with Craig, hands down the best kid water interactive area of all of the resorts. I mean, I as an adult want to go in there and yeah. play in this area. And it's right by the bar. So as an adult, <laughs> you can watch your kids play as you drink at the now, bar this whole main pool area uh this was when they were putting the villas in they also did <laughs> a lot of the pool right uh, inc- including this um what i find is feature. interesting is there what they consider the main pool isn't in the main area mm-hmm. their main pool is off to the side and that's the one that has this like cascading waterfall thing and that's where the water slide is it's off more to the side like where the um, right. the wedding pavilion mm-hmm. is and then there's the second pool. No, I think it's on the opposite side from the wedding is pavilion. Is it? it? Well, it's maybe you're right. Yeah, but it's the off pavilion, to the side. If you come out, if you come out that way, the wedding pavilion is off to the left. Okay. And the, that that main pool you're talking about is off to the right. Am I correct? Well, uh, there's two main pools at Grand Floridian. The one is right beside the actual kids play area. That's right. the one with the That's water slide and the water fell. feature. The other one is kind of right in the middle yeah. as you walk out the lobby. That yeah. one is the huge the one tub. that is right behind me and also on the screen if you're watching the video. And that one's just massive. It's got little right. weird fountains shooting up. And there's another pool bar there. And that's it's not so much, I would say, a quiet pool, but... There are far less people that use that one, despite it being bigger, just because it doesn't have those same features. Yeah, that it doesn't the, have a slide. The kids area. Yeah, the feature does. feature mm-hmm. pools are always always the big draw. Yeah, the um, the one with the the main the main pool with the water slide that's near where the villas are right now. Right. Yeah. It has a wonderful view because you're 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 right there at the beach. It's a oh, beautiful. Yeah. And you beautiful. can see the Polynesian on your right, and you can see the Magic Kingdom on your left. It's wonderful. Sitting right out on that beach, the fire pit. Yeah, cabanas. Yeah, and I always like the fire pits. I was going to say that. That's something I always look for. Having a fire pit on the beach is really nice, and they had one. Were you making s'mores? Singing campfire songs? 
I wish. <laughs> All right, so let's give it a grade. Um, generally speaking, um, I give uh, I give the Grand Floridian a nine. Um, I you could take it, mine. <laughs> Well, we, could, we, we all have to give a different grade. Um, I, and I give it a nine um, based on uh, the quality of the rooms, the size of the rooms, the way the rooms are uh, designed, uh, the outstanding cast that is at the Grand Floridian, mm-hmm. uh, proximity to the Magic Kingdom, uh, and the fact that it does have Citrico's, which, in my opinion, one of the best restaurants on property. Um I don't take anything off for my feeling out of place or uncomfortable because that's a personal thing that has nothing to do. It would be one thing if that was coming from the staff, if that, if there was an attitude of superiority, which again, not present, not at all. Wonderful, wonderful cast. So this is me, not them. So for that, I, I can't take anything off for that, but I give it a nine. I give it a solid nine. Okay. For me, I'm going to give it two grades. First grade is going to be a um, an eight point five from a, from a family because they're what they have to offer for kids. I mean, I'm saying my kids, uh, you know, a four and a six year old. There's not a lot to do um, at the resort itself besides you know um, swimming. And when we were there, it was cold. So what what are we going to do um, in the meantime? If I was just there with Julie, I'd give it a nine because. There's plenty of stuff. Are you forgetting about the afternoon tea that your daughter went to? Yeah, but imagine Ferris going to that. (laughs) But they do have some things like that. They have a. They have. um, We didn't talk about this, but they have. Well, he puts on the princess (laughs) outfit. So yeah. (laughs) They do have an unbirthday party that you can. um, I mean, it's an extra fee. Um, they do have extra little activities that you can do there that I think are really neat. And that one in particular, we always have people that ask us, what's something special that I can do yeah. to make this trip a little bit, you know, it's a birthday or whatever. This, in part, I feel, is one of those things that fits that bill, those little tea parties, those afternoon teas or the unbirthday party tea. Um, that that could really work for a mother-daughter event or a birthday mm-hmm. party. Right, but these are, th- these are geared more toward girls as yes, opposed to that's boys. that's definitely a girl thing. Um, and so I think part of where you're coming from is the fact that, right. you know, you might be able to get away with it with your daughter, but with your son, it's a little bit different. Yeah. You know, I can take Ferris to an arcade, like the one at the Contemporary. Mm-hmm. We could stay there forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not so much here. Mm-hmm. So, Kathy. I'll agree with you again. I'd, I'd give it a nine just because I feel uncomfortable or not uncomfortable, just intimidated or you know, self-conscious. Yeah, uh, but I mean, what they do is really good. Uh, Willie, um, the Grand was number two on my list from the seven and seven. Uh, oh wow! My, from top to bottom, so definitely one of the favorites. I'm going to give it an eight just because um, I would probably choose something like the Wilderness Lodge over the Grand. But again, if, if me and Tiffany were going out for something special, this would be the place that we pick. So I'm going to give it an eight. Dustin. Yeah, for me, I'd give it a nine as well. And that has a lot to do less with the fact that it is, you know, their flagship and, and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like uh, in terms of someone who, who doesn't have kids and focuses primarily on the amenities and the restaurants and the closeness of the park and all that kind of stuff, from my perspective, I think it's hard to beat. It really is. All right. 
Jenny Lynn. I have to agree with Dustin for the same reasons. There's just so many options here between uh, shopping, transportation, dining. Um, the the landscaping, the grounds are Gorgeous. stunning. Stunning. Um, it, it even has a salon where you can go and get yeah. your hair cut. Oh, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because we, I, I almost forgot. We, have, we really should talk a little bit about the spa. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the resorts that does have a full-service spa uh, that is now owned and operated by Disney. For many years, it was owned and operated by Nikki Bryan Salons, which those were the worst spas. I'm sorry. They were terrible. Um, and what was interesting is I was doing some research. Um, right around the time Nikki Bryan, the contract ended or wasn't renewed. I'm not sure exactly what the <laughs> deal was there. Nikki Bryan and former Walt Disney World president of worldwide operations, Al Weiss. That's who it was. I couldn't think of Got together to open up a chain of Marilyn Monroe spas. They actually licensed the name Marilyn Monroe from the estate that manages it. Um, And I find it very interesting that he leaves the company. She loses or doesn't renew the contract. They get together and they... uh, they open up this chain of spas. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to hear that Disney has taken over, basically, um, these spas, and they're, they're Disney spas now. Uh, it's now Senses. It's called Senses. Senses, which is uh, the same name as, as a spa on the uh, Dream and Fantasy. Um, so I haven't been into these spas yet. That's a, probably a segment that I'm looking directly at you. Probably a segment we need to do. I'm all, I'm all ready. She's Green like light. ready to go. We're doing it. Um, but uh, this, I did want to make sure I mentioned that there is a full-service spa here. Right. And, uh, well, so, and for all of those reasons, all of the things that the resort offers and, you know, the, the service and such, I have to give it a nine. The only reason why I don't is because as a, a family, when you have those kids, it, it does give uh, – kids are welcome and the kids are happy when you see them there. They're having a great time. But it just kind of sets me back – a little bit. Okay. Gregory? I've got the wonderful three-part answer. Uh, mm. On a paper sense, it's a nine all the way uh, between the shopping that it doesn't just have Disney shopping. It has stuff that you can get just right there. It's not all Disney merchandise. You can get anything there, basically, which is really nice. And all the other amenities we've talked about, uh, the villas, I'll give it a solid eight between the the beautifulness of the rooms and then also the way they brought in disney films like mary poppins and dumbo into the entire design it's wonderful my aesthetic though i'd have to give the resort a seven it's not that i feel uncomfortable there it just doesn't visually appeal to me see i think not that type of person i agree i i think but i think if you guys honestly if you guys were to see the hotel del coronado that would probably change it and see what a brilliant job they did Bringing that feel over. Difference with the Del Coronado is Del, Del Coronado is very old world. Um, it was built, I, I believe, in the the early 1900s. A lot of dark wood. A lot of dark wood doesn't have that same kind of lobby when you walk in. Um, but you know, I I I, th- I think that the, the, if if on the aesthetic, see, I love the aesthetic. I love the way it looks like one of those old Victorian, you know, beach resorts. Um, and the Dell, the Dell's gorgeous. So I just, you'll send us right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So, 
All right. So, I, you know, interesting that the parents uh, all talking about, you know, the grand from a slightly lesser perspective. Um, and if you're doing it with kids now for you, your kids are grown. But with your grandkids, how would you feel about it? Um, that wouldn't be the resort I would take my grandkids to. See, and that's what I'm, that's kind of the thread that I'm hearing here. You just feel a little bit nervous. Like, it, if your child happens to get, you know, away from you a little bit and, and runs off in the Wilderness Lodge, you're not as nervous as you are about that idea as you are at the Grand Floridian. The Grand. Mm-hmm. And it's not that the people at the Grand Floridian are going to yell at you or treat you any worse. It's just something about the atmosphere that puts you a little bit more on edge. And, oh, my goodness. You know, you want to have the picture-perfect children in this setting, and we all know <laughs> none of us have picture-perfect mm-hmm. children. Well, you do. Wow, you do. mine come pretty close. <laughs> um, the, uh, you know, I, I just, I, and I don't think there's anything Disney can do really about that. No. And because it's not something that they're failing at. It's not something Disney is creating. That Disney's doing something wrong. And as a result, some people feel uncomfortable at the Grand. I think it's just the nature mm-hmm. of the place. And, you know, to some degree, human nature that, you know, Wow. I'm very self-conscious about what I'm wearing right now. Yes. And yes. so I, I think that's uh, that, that's a big part of it. So very interesting. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of our Seven Resorts in Seven Days series. We'll be back with you again tomorrow, focusing on Disney's Beach Club Resort, one of my new favorites. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a great time, great day, and my music is playing. Goodbye. <laughs> I wasn't done, but okay. Okay.